you can't fix. If you can't fix what's broken, you'll, uh, you'll go instead. It's Jay and Adam. It's Previewed. It's Previewed's Fix It with Adam and Jay. Hey, Peaches! Welcome to Fix It, where friends don't let friends fix pop culture alone. I'm Adam. And I'm Jay. And you're... Our listeners. Hey there, listeners. Ho there, listeners. Photon blast, listeners. That's right. Everyone, get out your photon blasters. The listeners are going to war. That's right. We're taking on all the other podcasts. Oh boy! It's the podcast purge this week. Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> well, everything's allowed. Everything's allowed. Let's get to that top slot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Absolutely. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Highlander rules. If we yeah, kill, the, kill the host, you get everybody. You, get, <laughs> yeah. you absorb the uh, the listeners. Yeah, man. The if list, you, if they you, will become listeners. Yeah, if you eat their hearts, oh, uh, they will. Everyone will subscribe to you. Oh, okay. Hope you like you. Hope you like hearts. Mm, yum, ventricles. Yum yum yum. Ventricles. Mm. Ugh. Ugh. I was yeah, I was only halfway on board with that, and then he said ventricles. What's Ugh. wrong with ventricles? That's a I part of know. the heart. It's just not. It's not appetizing. Best Look, we're part trying to. Uh, of waking up is four chambers in your cup mouth. Best part of waking up is ventricles. Ventricles. It's they're not as gross as they sound. It's tough. They're a little. They kind of gnaw <laughs> them right. a little bit. What? <laughs> Remember that scene no, in Game of Thrones? Where she eats the horse heart. That's like, oh man, that is rough going. I know. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, that was that was. I mean, that tough. prof was probably made of jello, but like, still like. Man, sometimes Ooh. I, sometimes I think about like those first and second seasons of Game of Thrones, and I was like, they were just like pushing the, they were just like just seeing where the line was for a large amount of that. Like, no one's gonna stop us. All right, okay. let's party. <laughs> hey, everybody, welcome to Fix It. This is our <laughs> podcast. Uh, you may know us uh, uh, from the uh, wildly successful, the the Nova of all uh, galaxies swirling around of a of a. A YouTube reaction channel previewed. Uh, you may know us from there. You also may know us uh, from that dude who sells you uh, uh, discount scratch off tickets when he's feeling froggy. Um, yeah. This is our podcast, Fix It, where every week Adam and I take a piece of pop culture that maybe missed the mark. Maybe didn't quite get there. Maybe just didn't actually fully understand the character that they were writing in their script. And we fix it. And uh, this week on Fix It, Adam and I are going to be fixing uh, 2018. 2018. Yeah, it was 2018 right? because Endgame came out in 19. Yeah. So this was 18. It was right in the middle. So to the yeah. 2018 Marvel Cinematic Universe movie, Captain Marvel. Hello, gentlemen. Producer Brian here. I just wanted to let you know that Captain Marvel and Endgame came out in 2019. In the U.S., Captain Marvel came out in March and Endgame in April. Anyway, back to you, gentlemen. Well, because Secret Invasion comes out tomorrow. Yes. And as of <laughs> yeah, as you are listening to this, Secret Invasion will arrive tomorrow. As are us recording it, we are uh, T minus three days before uh, Jay and Kimberly have a baby. Yep. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. So we're doing great. We're doing. I'm doing awesome, man. I'm. I feel like I'm holding it together. You are holding y- it together. You're doing that thing where you're like. 
Hey, bud. Hey, hey. I am. I am. I'm, I'm guessing maybe I'm helicoptering you a little bit of just kind of walk, you know, kind of doing a defense of just like, just in case you don't, you stop holding it in. And so I can put my finger in the dike and be like, oh, he's still holding it in. Oh, he's good. He's good. I'm fine. And I, I know you're good. I'm just on defense. Just if you need me, I'm ready to go. Gonna put a finger in if you need it. <laughs> <laughs> You just, when you grab me, you just squeeze me like, please find this funny, please. I tried to make joke. <laughs> this is fun, right? Please laugh with me. Because uh, I'm going to laugh. I know. So like, join or die, Jay. Yeah. <laughs> and if you want to see Adam stick his fingers in me, check out Patreon. Please don't leave Patreon while we're away for a little bit, or it's already over now by this recording. All right. Oh. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Um, this is normally the part of the show. Uh, this is normally part of the show where we say, normally this is part of the show where Jay and I talk about things about how we're doing. But honestly, I don't want to talk about that right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just, it's all a little too real right now. So we, we, uh, our producer Brian came up with a, a new segment that I've actually been having a lot of fun doing. It's um, fun, yeah. At what point am I going to stop saying that this is a segment that took over another segment? I don't know, Jay. Just because I think this is better than what we used to have. I, for the most part, yeah. Not to take apart the plane while we're flying it, everybody. Not to, you know, analyze the show as you're listening to it. Just to make you sit back and be like, it is weird we listen to people just talking into microphones. Huh, I'm driving a car. That's weird. Sure. Huh. Well, I mean. I don't even know how this car works. You don't? It's a large part of my life. Uh Uh-oh. Do you know how uh, specifically how a car actually works? Combustion. Sure. Uh huh. Torque. Yeah. Physics. Rotation. Rotation. Pistons. Centrific- centrifugal force. Cup holders. Cars. Electronics. Anyways. Chemistry. Uh, this is. <laughs> Uh, uh, our producer Brian put together 20 uh, conversation topics, and we are going to. I have a fun little dice roller on my phone, mm-hmm. and I'm going to roll a dice and see what our conversation topic is today. Because the name of this, this, this whole segment is called Roll for Combo. Roll for Combo. Or Brian used what I just said as his intro line into him doing it. So. I'm so good at it, though. You may, yeah, you're, you're decent. Yeah. Can I get a ho yeah rover convo? Yeah. All right, I'm rolling. <laughs> I got a, a lucky number 13. 13. That's not an omen. We're fine. Okay. 13. What TV show do you wish didn't get canceled early? Well, there's an obvious answer to this. Besides that first answer. I mean, do you know what the obvious answer is? Well, what's your obvious answer? I guess obvious answers for, are different for different people. What's your obvious answer? I think our obvious answer is the same. Okay, what is it? You say it, and I'll tell you if it's the same. Well, the answer everyone's... It's, it, a, it is Firefly. It's Firefly. Fly. Yes, it's Firefly. It's Firefly. It's a thousand percent Firefly. Um, the movie was great, and that was awesome. And it, we, I'm glad, like... We were lucky to get that, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's Firefly. Um, but there have been other shows that got canceled early that deserved more of a shot. 
I would have liked to have seen the Dresden television show find its footing. Really? Oh, you know, I've never, I've still never watched a single episode. To be a thousand percent honest with you, it's not very good. Yeah. But that being said, how many first seasons of shows are, you know, are really, really good? Like if Dresden has had gone on as long as like uh, Supernatural. Sure. I think it could have found its own little fun little niche. Would it have been exactly like the books? No. But it would have been a fun little side thing. Sure. You know? I guess. Um, I'm going to say it. I wish uh, wish we had gotten more seasons of The West Wing. Really? I wish wish The West Wing was still on TV. Still? Yeah. Just it's an ensemble show. I know it didn't start as an ensemble show, but like keep it going. So like e, like ER, we just kind of or Grey's let's, Anatomy just kept let's get more doctors in. Yeah, let's get more. Okay, so who's working at the Santos White House? Great. How's that gonna go? Awesome. Let's keep moving. Like, I would have watched more of it. You're act, you're saying like you wouldn't? Yeah, it, it it fell off, man. The seventh season was just kind of like okay. I don't even. All right. Yeah. This wasn't as good. I also would have, uh, in a, in another Sorkin, uh, I I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate it if Newsroom came back, really, and like covered some stuff during the Trump years. Oh, you There's, know what I mean? Oh, I mean that'd probably be pretty good TV at, at this point. Yeah. yeah. TV. 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 But pretty good TV. Uh, I got a couple more Adam, answers. Uh, what are your other answers, Adam? Well, for television shows. I mean, I know Joss Whedon's problematic, but. Uh, Dollhouse. Dollhouse, yeah. Dollhouse season two. No, it was no. It's after the fifth episode of the first season. It's like, hey, here's five episodes of this general conceit. General conceit. Hello. Hello. But then after that, it's like, so we've done this a couple, a bunch of times. Uh, Eliza Dushku, you know, is imprinted with somebody else. You know, another personality does a thing. One and done. We're out. Okay, interesting concept. But like, is there anything else here? Yes, there is. And it starts in episode six. And all of a sudden, you're like, like, it's like that moment. Did you ever watch Chuck? Yeah. It's, what was it, like, end of season one or, like, season, somewhere in the beginning of season two where, like, the scope kind of opens up to, like, what those glasses could actually do. And then, like. What's actually going on? Yeah, like. Yeah, I think that was end of season one. Oh, this is so much bigger. Yeah. Okay. This kind of, but of course, then Chuck starts, you know, cycling just another bad agency, or whatever. But like, yeah, Dollhouse got like, oh, this is, oh, wow. And then it just, but it be, I mean, it maybe needed like they could have had like a, another a good another season or so. Sure. But they just like they couldn't find the audience. Yeah. My other obvious answer is maybe one of the bet from a writing perspective and just from a. I, it's really a sh- it's and I but I understand how it got canceled. Uh, it's really a shame that we didn't get a couple more seasons of uh, Freaks and Geeks. Oh, that show was like, man, when that show hit, that show like, man, just the there were some there were some brilliant television happened on that show. Just some fun little like. Say what you want about Judd Apatow, but like I appreciate how I appreciate how Judd Apatow can make the mundane pretty interesting. Okay, like this is forty and stuff. They're not perfect movies by any stretch. They're a little long, but but they do 
But it is just about a couple trying to like figuring out their nonsense. Yeah. And it's complete and it's wildly interesting mm-hmm. to me. Whereas like Freaks and Geeks is like there's some moments on that show where it's just like Freaks and Geeks just like didn't didn't the networks didn't have a have, give it a shot to find an audience. Yeah. And by the time it, it was starting to pick up speed, it was already gone. Mm-hmm. Um but man, what Bill getting home from school and watching making himself uh, making himself an after-school snack and just eating eating too many snacks and watching TV and just laughing his brains off at cartoons. It's just like, it's just beautiful slice-of-life television. It's just so perfectly... Uh, yeah. I mean, that's how... that's how uh, What's-his-name got into uh, D&D originally? Um the kid, uh, the main character, who ended up going on to direct the D and D movie. Um, I don't. I never watched it. Uh, Tom, Michael, Michael Thomas Daly. I can't remember his name. Producer Brian to swoop in and help you out. It is John Francis Daly. He played Sam Weir on Freaks and Geeks and Sweets on Bones. Yeah, he wrote and directed the D and D movie. Oh wow! Yeah, the most recent one. Yeah, the good one. Did you watch Bones? I no. Oh no, that show didn't get canceled early. That show went forever. Yeah, that show, dude. Do not even do not even for a second try to disparage Bones on this show. We I, are Bones. We this is. I will watch anything with Davy Bo- David Boreanaz in it. Yeah. All right. Because my, my next answer is Angel. Oh, Angel. If they Angel ended season five ending was just like oh that you but uh, oh. Uh, if you're gonna can't like it, just it was so interesting. It needed one more season. If it's like okay, this is gonna be the last season. Okay, great. It just needed it needed to go into a season knowing it was going to be the last season, so that they could actually yes. finish it. But like, man, that was of all cliffhanger endings to end a show on. Like that one was like I, I mean I don't was, know the show so but oh man, it's like it's what we do. Get back to work. Like, but they're in the middle of a fo- but. I mean, granted, they had you know they finished it up in season six in the comics or whatever, and like it was good, but like man, I really wanted to see this in live action. For this me was nuts. personally, I this think was nuts. I think if you've dedicated five years to a show, you owe it to the people that watch that show to like finish it correctly. I feel like if you put that, you put a half a decade into a show, sure. Like I don't care. Like I'm sorry if the ratings are down, but like at a certain point, there's like a due diligence thing. It's just, it's just at that point, it's just money on. It's just numbers on a page. Numbers, it's just that's all it is, baby. It's just numbers on a page, you know. Here's a okay. You? Here, uh, I have, I have another one for you. Uh, this I, is, this is a very roll for it. Or? No, no, another, another <laughs> show. Um, <laughs> this is a, this is a very deep cut. This is a show you probably never heard of. Pirates of Dark Water. That's also a show that should have gotten more. It should have. Um. Uh, anyways, what you're saying? Uh, Space Above and Beyond. I don't even, I don't even know what that is. It was a space above, above and, and beyond. beyond. It was on Fox, late '90s, it, before this is all before Battlestar Galactica, and it was a show about a bunch of, you know what it was? It's Rogue Squadron, the show. Oh, cool! But it, not obviously not in Star Wars, but like it was a. There are aliens out there, and we have these new pilots, a part of a squadron, who are dealing with an alien threat. You know, and Earth's just kind of getting out into space, and we bump up against an alien threat. And it's like a fighter, you know, it's a dog fighting show, but in space, it was really awesome. And it ended on a cliffhanger and it was like, and that didn't get picked up for a second season. I was like, huh. oh man, but that show was really good. 
because uh, even that was in, like X-Wing versus TIE Fire, like the Wing Commander games. Were like, oh, there was a lot of flight sim games yeah. out in the late 90s. And like, this was like, yeah, this is really cool. This and look, you know what? It looked pretty. Babylon 5, you know, it was like it looked it looked decent for its time. And it was something new. And it just. <sighs> man, it was so frustrating. Yeah, man. Uh, my last my last show, I'll say Sequest. We should have gotten more Sequest. Do you want more DSV? Yeah, man. You, what, you say you didn't like it when ooh, they went ooh. to the future or I something? I love it. The show is garbage. No, it was garbage. But, like, I just love that it exists. Somehow it got transported into the they middle of a field in uh, Kansas and then, in, like, 10 years in the future or something? Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's real bad. Uh, but I they, they made... They Wait. made underwater. They made underwater Star Trek. <laughs> they they did. And Wait, was it them. supposed to be set nowish? Wasn't it like the last season like Sequest twenty thirty five? Something like that. But it, the show started in the twenty twenties. Something like that. I honestly didn't watch enough of it to know. You just but knew there was a talking. I will dolphin? say though. I will say that when when Sequest first came on, mm-hmm. I was into that. Were you? Oh yeah, showing up every every week. Every Sunday on NBC. Were you okay growing up, mm-hmm. like as a kid? Yeah. Were you, did you have like a television schedule? Yes. Like you'd be like because Jay back then they had actual printed things. No, in what the I'm newspaper. saying, but like, was it? Like, I, no, no, I know, I know. But like, were you? Like, did you have? Was that like part of your routine? Yes. Oh, I lived my life by the 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 TV guide. We didn't. Have, it wasn't a TV guide, but it was the you know the TV guide that the Washington Post had. Growing up, I very rarely, like, watched stuff. And that's why, like, when stuff started coming out on DVD and stuff like that, and you could binge stuff, I got way more into. And I think that's that's truly the rise of the golden age of, like, television as we know it, is because people you can... get it when you want it. You could put it on your own time frame. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I was, like, never... I was never organized enough to be, like, Tuesday nights at 6.30, I watch blank. Yeah. It was Sundays at 11 a.m., Star Trek Next Generation. Every Sunday, 11 a.m., Next Generation. Huh. Yep. Well, I it guess, was syndicated on the weekends back then. I guess that's not actually true, because on Saturday nights, I would watch I would watch Saturday Night Live, oh, and wow. then I would flip over and watch, uh, after Saturday Night Live was over, I would watch uh, Mr. Science Theater 3000. Yeah. Until Iron Chef came on. How long did you stay up on the weekends? Holy crap. I say I was once I was allowed to stay up as late as I wanted to. I would stay up really late. When was that? Wait, your parents let you to stay up as late as you wanted to on Saturday nights. I could stay up as late as I wanted to. Wow! Because they knew I wanted to watch Iron Chef that came on at midnight. Ah! Uh, no, it came on. No, uh, no Iron S- Chef S- came S- on L- at twelve thirty. Yeah. Well, that's, we were in Central Time, so SNL oh, came on at eleven. Look at you! Ah, lucky at ten thirty. Uh, or, yeah, no, SNL. Yeah, 10:30. SNL came on at 10:30, and then it was over by 11:30, and then I would watch. I'd watch Mr. Sand Cedar until 12:30 when Iron Chef came on. But it was the Japanese Iron Chef too. Oh, was it subbed or dubbed? Uh, I want to. I think it was dubbed. It was terrible, but it was. <sighs> it was dubbed very poorly, but it was sure. fun. It was fun TV. Oh, oh man, the original Japanese Iron Chef was so good. Such a good show. When he takes a bite out of that pepper. Oh man. Oh, yeah, get it in me. I love it. Okay. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, I would stay up really late. Yeah, me being a night owl is not a new thing. I, I didn't think that it was. I'm a, it's one thing I'm actually, like, kind of, like, my sleep schedule has gone to absolute crap 
ever since just going full-time content, if I'm being a thousand percent honest. Sure. But I, I weirdly, I'm like, I, uh, Kimberly's like really worried about sleep schedule with a baby, mm-hmm. which is a completely reasonable thing to be yeah. stressed about. I'm not that worried about it. Cause I was like, cool. I got nights. I was like, I'll be fine. Hi, that, I'm Jay Schmidt. Night nurse. <laughs> that's why I had to make, that's why I made the decision to stop, to stop uh, Tears of the Kingdom being content only, because I was like, I'm going to need to do something. Mm-hmm. So I'll do that <laughs> while I'm just like, well, it's 3 o'clock in the morning. Just I'm waiting, on duty. Just waiting for the baby to wake yeah. up. Yeah. 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 No. No. No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. No, 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 no. That's part of the fun, falling off stuff in that game. Building something that doesn't quite work, and you're like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's a blast, dude. That's like the sense of adventure you don't get. You know what I mean? Did I find out? Maybe. I think so. Probably. Yeah, I think you should but play it. I think it'd be fun. Yeah. Be a nice surprise for everybody. Yeah. Or maybe it was a nice surprise for everybody. Who you knows? Ca- you guys, you're listening to, just listening to this in the future, and we're currently in the past. All right, so Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel, flying through space with amnesia, amnesia, too many syllables, <laughs> flying through space with amnesia, doesn't know who she is, she's got no memory, two laws all like being sexy. Yeah, he really, it's, it's distracting. It's, he's attractive. It's really distracting he's how very attractive, attractive Jude Law is. He's freaking attractive. Anytime he's anywhere, when he's like Dumbledore, I'm like, ah, it, which he is a perfect cast for a young Dumbledore. He is. But the whole time I'm like, I mean, I don't. Sexy Dumbles. It's, it, it is perfectly logical that young that Dumbledore was like wildly sexy. Yeah. It, I think it like, it actually informs his character as an older man quite quite accurately okay and it's one thing that like as much as everyone was like it was really a tragedy when the guy who was playing dumbledore passed away mm-hmm. i for one think that the person that they cast after him was a much better fit than the person that mm. they had okay and i'm not trying i'm not trying to be disrespectful in sure, any sure, way, sure. But, but i was like yeah dumbledore's got a little bit of a swag he's got dumbledore's got that bde you know what i'm saying and you only mm-hmm. get that from being jude law as a yeah. young man <laughs> Just saying. Um, anyway, what are we even talking about? Jude Law's being sexy? Oh, that's right. Captain yeah, Marvel. Yeah, Captain Marvel. Captain um, Marvel, the movie. Yeah. I. That came know, out at the wrong time. It came out at the wrong time. It came out at the wrong time. Here's the thing, though. When I was doing some research just for story purposes of, like, what, what characters were in this movie, because Jude Law is not a normal... Well, he's, I'm sure he's a Marvel character in the comics, but, like, in the Carol's origin story, I don't think that character was in it. Not that it really needed to be, but um, I when I was doing research for it, I saw how successful this movie was. So I know Brian. I'm sorry, I'm stealing some of your bean facts here. This movie made over a billion dollars. Yeah, is it Marvel? Yeah, yeah. It, it was the first female-led superhero movie to make over a billion dollars. Yeah, I'm sure it did really, really well internationally. It did great. Yeah, because yeah, uh, because I I feel like. It was, uh, there are certain things about, like, the, this movie, like, the in the grant, like, a lot of the grandiose, like, fighting and stuff like that. Like, I think, you know, an international market from time to time, like, doesn't necessarily get hung up on stuff the way an American market can get hung up on stuff sometimes. Sure. Um, but before we hop into Captain Marvel and what we think about it, uh, Brian, 
uh, why don't you uh, let us know about uh, th- this film? And producer Brian, roll that beautiful bean fun fact footage. Thank you, gentlemen. Producer Brian here. And today we're trying to fix 2019's Captain Marvel. Written and directed by Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck, this movie stars Brie Larson, Samuel L. Jackson, Ben Mendelsohn, Lashana Lynch, and Jude Law. Sexy Jude Law. It cost around $175 million and made over a billion dollars at the box office. $1.13 billion to be exact. However, it's frequently considered to be at the bottom of most people's MCU rankings. Captain Marvel was actually filmed after Endgame, even though Captain Marvel was released first. There was no Captain Marvel script just yet, so Brie Larson had stated that her Endgame script was redacted except for her lines, which made everything a bit confusing, including knowing when the post-Captain Marvel end credits take place. And if you care, it still has a positive 79% on Rotten Tomatoes. Anyway, back to you, gentlemen. Adequate job, Brian. Very well done. You know, it's not the not your not your best work, not your worst. No, which I think is perfectly which is perfectly on par for this film. Sure, we will not report you to the general intelligence. Yes, is that what it was called? The general intelligence. General intelligence. I think it was the general intelligence. Well, I, 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 kept, like the, I kept writing it down the, as general or, intelligence. Or like the single, the sing, like, or or do they just call it the intelligence? Possibly the intelligence. I kept writing it down as in general intelligence. We'll just call it that. I'm sure Brian will fix it right now, what it actually is. Supreme intelligence, gentlemen. Supreme intelligence. Supreme intelligence. There we go, there we go. This intelligence is to the supreme. The supreme. It is is the general intelligence, but you add sour cream and uh, tomatoes. Mm Mm-hmm. And you get the supreme intelligence. Yes, I didn't. I did not ask for a large intelligence. I asked for the supreme yeah. intelligence. Please. Have you and ever had thank Taco you. Bell? No, Jay, I have not. Really? No. But you like you like burritos and you like tacos, right? I yeah. like burritos. Yeah. Do you like tacos? Oh, not really. It's meat and cheese yeah, and a tortilla. But it's it's a messy food. It doesn't have to be. Yeah, but it usually is. Okay. You can build them yourself. You don't have to make it messy. It's still pretty messy. Well, like the crispy, the, the crispy shell is like you know, that's hard to contain. So messiness is also a factor for you. As oh well. yeah, I hate messy foods. Oh okay, okay. Just learning more about you as we go. I, I, that's why I'm eating spaghetti. It, it is a, it's a tight, it's a tight wrap around that fork. Rego- okay, okay. That that's a buck wild thing to say. So spaghetti is absolutely a messy food. Yeah, but it's a tight. You can, but yeah, you can, yeah, it's a yeah, tight yeah, wrap, yeah, 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 and yeah. I can cram it all in my mouth. <laughs> it's tasting delicious. Mm-mm-mm, get those noodles in my mouth. Yum 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 yum. You like tortellini too? Those I are pretty, those can be kind of messy. Why not? Toss them in the sauce. One. Hope. Are you a, are you a bread one. in the sauce Hope. person? No. Really? No. You got to get that sauce up there. No, you don't. The sauce is delicious. Mm-mm. Bread is awesome. So why do you even put sauce on the on the pasta? Because it's, it, it's tasty on noodles. Bread is just bread and noodles are not that dissimilar. Sure. So, but I, but I, I like bread, Jay. Yeah, but you put the sauce in there. You never tried. I don't want because it. it's too messy. It's you also- never even tried. You never you never had a delicious tomato sauce and had like a beautiful piece of bread right there. Be like, ooh, 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 I'm gonna sop you all up, Mm-mm. Jay. I don't sop. Yeah, but the but the sauce, the sauce. 
the sauce is served perfect I, on the noodles. Okay, there are certain things. Look, I you know you know I love you and I accept you and, but there are some things that I just feel like I need to draw the line on, and I feel like finishing up your sauce with the bread. I think it's just too enjoy. I I just think, I just think it's so enjoy. It's such an enjoyable experience. That there's no way you don't like that. Jay loves sopping. No, I just you gotta you get the breath of sauce up, in there, baby. man. I don't mm, think I'm. I don't sop. think I'm crazy here. Sometimes you make me feel crazy. Well, I'm in no way <laughs> trying to make you feel crazy. I know, but I just feel like that's that's a you. That doesn't sop. That's a human. Do you like soup? Do you eat like soup? I, and sometimes uh, you dip a bread in the soup and you get that. Why would you dip bread in soup? Cause it's awesome. Cause it's awesome. Are you? Bread doesn't really go well with chicken noodle soup. Or, I'm sorry, just noodle soup. You no, know, you get the chicken broth, like, in the bread there? Come on now. Now, Emma, when it comes to soup, am I mostly talking about, like, tomato soups or, like, you know, like a creamier soup? Sure. Yeah. So, <laughs> this leads me to the inevitable question. Are you a bread bowl type of person? No. Okay. Would you even, even if you didn't have no, to eat the bread, I would never you, you entertain the thought. The soup, you no. wouldn't just eat the soup and leave the bread? No. A bread bowl is truly a, a wonderful thing. If you say so. Okay. You don't even sop up the sauce. All right. What were we even talking no about? No sauce sopping here, Jay. You make me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you make me absolutely crazy. Me and the general intelligence, <laughs> I'm sorry, the supreme intelligence have something in common. <laughs> Keeping you restrained the whole time. All right. So Making uh, you crazy. So making you work for me. Yeah. So yes. we, uh, I watch this along with Discord. Yeah. Um, have, uh, so you rewatched it. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless you got motion sick again, I don't know if you. If you no, because Marvel knows how to shoot, <laughs> shoot a movie. I'm just screwed with you. Um, the camera's locked down on sticks. It's a nice steady <laughs> shot. Nice little pan is, to yeah. follow the action, and it's fantastic. Yeah. Easy peasy, easy to follow. Um, had you seen this since you saw it in the theaters? No, me neither. Yeah, because I came out of the theater being, or when I, when I saw this in the theater, I was like, okay, that was okay. That was okay. That wasn't that was not the worst Marvel film, but like I I I I Huh. It just didn't something about it didn't hit right. Oh, yeah. Now seeing it the second time I was like, oh, this movie's a lot better than I remember. Yes. Because I think structural I think like overall I think overall the structure of this film is actually pretty good. I think this like the storyline. If here's the one, the where this movie goes completely wrong, sure. In my opinion, okay. I just don't think they really had any idea of what they were gonna, what they were trying to get across or do with Carol's character in any way. Her dialogue is all over the place. You don't, we do not get a really. It shows us a lot of flashbacks and stuff, but at weird times, mm-hmm. like they structure. They, the story's got good structure, but the development of this character it really doesn't have any structure. Yes. Well, let's. You know what? I think. In this is like the. I think this is like a the Black Widow issue that 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 Black Widow has that it came out after Endgame and of course during the pandemic, so it's kind of a weird yeah. spot, and it also kind of made the movie a little weird. But like, because when we said like, oh, this movie was Black Widow should have come out when Captain Marvel came out. 
I mean, I, yes, it should have. Black, Black Widow, Widow should have come out way, just way earlier. If we had had Black Widow under our belt before Endgame, can you imagine how impactful that would would have been? Oh, it yeah. It was already really sad. Yeah. But, like, yes. it would have been even more so. Well, and I, that is the problem for Captain Marvel. This movie should not have come out between the uh, Infinity War and Endgame. Because yeah. the, one of the teaser tags in uh, Infinity War was Fury hitting the... The, the pager and yes. we get her symbol We're like oh okay there's because they wanted to give us hope yeah sure okay great but like you're but you you put a lot of weight on a character that doesn't even exist yet yes and the movie you presented to us did not do a very good job of setting up carol to being a ray of hope to yeah. pull this to pull this out of the jaws of defeat yes and it put Brie Larson in, in, in a bad spot because, like, the movies, she like she's a good actress. She yes. can have fun doing the stuff, and yeah. we've and we've seen that in the other movies she's appeared in. Yeah. Also, she seems like she seems like she's having fun in the Marvels, but like this movie, the way the, the choices they made to a put it out when they did, and have it be like this character already developed but has amnesia forced upon her by the bad guys but we don't know they're the bad guys because in comics they're actually not the not totally the bad guys like and can you imagine if after this was the first movie post ultron i was going to it would have landed a lot better i think it, i'm to just to tease my fix slightly i think this movie should have been uh after the original uh, avengers it should have been phase 2 Oh, this should have been a fa- this should have been a phase two movie that, okay. took, that happens that came out before Guardians. Oh, because think about it. Ronan is in Guardians. He's yeah, the bad guy true. in Guardians. Yeah, he's the like the like, oh, I'm the uh, Jude Laws. I'm calling in Ronan like, oh, I'm, no, I'm going to be honest with you. It's not I don't think the I don't think Ronan as like another big bad works unless he's already developed in Guardians one. Okay. Because that's the only part of it where I was like, oh, there's another Deus Ex. There's, oh, they've got, I, I also, I also do not believe that Carol didn't just murder Ronan in this movie. Yeah, she doesn't float to the thing she and then stop. She blew up a sh- whole ship right next to him. And it was like, hi, I'm the big bad guy. I tried to blow up Earth. And she's just like, uh, she's just she gave him the she's Superman just pose. Stunning, like, mm, she's just stunning mm-hmm. on him. Like, get out of here! And I'm like, I why why is she not just why no. is she not murdering this yeah. guy? Like, yeah. she's about to go kill Jude Law. Like, doesn't she doesn't care really? So what's the point? Uh, what's the problem here? But yeah, okay. So, so like, there's some. So there's but some, I get you though. There's some you. meta structure problems yeah. to presenting the story when they did for where where it actually takes place in the timeline. Presenting it between these two movies, mm-hmm. this is like, um, because like, if you remember post Infinity War, the, the, the fandom was not in a good place. Yeah, everyone was real upset, and like was all over the real place. upset. Yeah, and so we had two movies between Infinity War and Endgame. One of them being Captain Marvel, the other one being Ant Man. Ant Man Two was like, okay, this is a fun little diversion, and then, hey, remember this took place before Infinity War, and those three characters yes. are gone. Tra- Scott's trapped. Like, oh, I forgot about it for a minute. Well, and also, I'm sad again. But it also, I would say, Ant Man Two, like at least the ending of it, like actually 
had some serious ramifications into the next movie. Oh, well, yeah, because Scott was the one yes. that actually saved everybody. So, like, that one coming out of the middle, like, and it was also a nice palate cleanser. Yes. It was just a hoot. Yes. It was like the clowns coming out after the really serious monologue mm-hmm. and doing a little, mm-hmm. you know, doing a little back and forth, which is great. But Carol's movie did not set her up to be like, oh, Carol's going to roll in and like things. Because there was a teaser at the a mid-credit teaser for in this movie of like, Back to Avengers Compound, and like we saw, you know, Fury's pager, and it just stopped. And then camera whips over, and she's like, Where's Fury? Like, oh, great. Cool. Carol's there. Oh, cool. But we never got the scene of Carol showing up and being no. like, Hi, I'm Carol Danvers. I'm an Air Force pilot. I've been gone for 20 years, but I've been in this space, but I'm human. Yeah. Hi, I'm here to I help. I don't age. I maybe absorbed a good amount of the Tesseract's energy and I survived. Yeah, so she here took we that are. straight to the dome Ooh, and yum, she yum. was fine. Put it in a bowl, <laughs> eat it up. Um, so- no, Jay. She sopped it up. Uh, but for those who haven't seen Captain Marvel, uh, oh think, right, we should do the plot drop. Yeah, I think we're right in the sweet spot. I for think it. we are. Um, Adam, why don't you why don't you do everyone's favorite segment for those who maybe have not seen Captain Marvel and do that pu- 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 plot drop? Plot drop. Oh, what's in the plot? It's the plot drop. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so. I'm going to try, because my brain wants to put things chronologically, because that's how my brain works. Yeah. But this movie is not presented chronologically. A lot of the information is told in flashbacks that come at weird times. Sure. But the way the movie presents itself, as we meet Carol Danvers, we all know it's Carol Danvers because she's on the poster, but she's in the movie, and they're not calling her that. They're calling her Veers. Veers. And she works for the Kree Empire, and and the Kree Empire is in a war with the Skrulls, who are a shape-changing race that look like green elves. And they're so, they're mean, and they're nasty, and they're terrorists, and we've just got to kill them. We've got to kill them all. And to be fair, that is how a lot of times the Skrulls are kind of are in the Oh, in comics, sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I mean, so far, yeah, this is it sets up to, with with comic chronologically or uh, with the comics uh, stuff. So Carol and Jude Law and their group uh, with have a couple people that we have seen before in other Marvel movies. Yeah, um, go off to try to find a, a Kree infiltrator to like get, get him out of the situation to get the information that he has. But it turns out he was actually replaced by a scroll, and Carol gets captured by the scrolls. Carol, by the way does not have the full set of her powers right now because she's got a little chip on the back of her neck that's restraining her. She's, basically, it's a restraining bolt. Um, she can do some photon blasts, and she can kick and punch and hi but other than that, she can't really do a whole lot. Because they keep telling her, like, you gotta stop feeling things. Stop. She's just gotta be an emotionless Kree soldier. Blah, blah, blah. So the Skrulls kidnap her. They trap her in a machine, and they all of a sudden, this is where we get the first flashback, is this, like, there's a lot of flashbacks here. Okay, this is this is Carol's actual origin story. Oh, okay, neat. Well, we're telling us all through flashbacks, and the skulls are look the scrolls are looking for somebody on Earth. They find somebody. Know they have to go back to Earth. Carol breaks out. There's a big fight on the ship. They get to Earth. They, Carol breaks out of the ship itself. Crash lands in a blockbuster video, and yeah. it's like oh, it's the '90s. But don't bump. Here's the thing, though. Carol was kidnapped from Earth in the late 80s, and now it's 95. Yeah. But the whole movie is basically like, hey, 
Remember the nineties? Yeah. The 90s were crazy. Here's Stan Lee. He's reading the script for Mall Rats. Remember the 90s? You seen Mall Rats? Yeah. Great flick. It is. Yeah. So Carol chases down scrolls, and then Colston shows up with Fury with both eyes, and they are chasing down Carol. Uh, and it turns, then they start talking about stuff, and then the skull infiltration of the planet gets revealed, and then it turns out there's a scroll in charge of S.H.I.E.L.D., so now Fury and Carol are kind of on the run on their own. They meet up with Carol's old uh, wing woman best friend, and her daughter, who's Monica, who will eventually show up in WandaVision and become Photon, and mm-hmm. uh, they find out that it is another reveal uh, in a shocking twist that no one saw coming. The scrolls in this movie are actually the good guys. Because bum, bum, bum. they're just trying to find a planet to get away from the Kree Empire because they don't want to fight. Please stop killing us. We just would like to go. Yeah, which is a kind of which is if you were a comic book person is kind of a flip on what space normally looks like because mm-hmm. it's usually the other way around. Mm-hmm. So uh, so that's in, I mean like that was fun. That was a fun twist. Yeah. That's a fun twist. Um, as presented, it was slightly weird, but I was like, okay, cool. Uh, so, but so that the good guys with scrolls involved, everyone's got to try to find the tesseract because it turns out that Mar- uh, that uh, Carol's general boss person was actually a was Marvell, the canonical person that yeah. actually gives Carol her powers back in the fun. day. Yeah, it was fun. Um, had, was making working on an engine that used the tesseract to power a ship to get the scrolls out of the Kree's way. Uh, but so she gets a tesseract, gotta get the scrolls out of there. But the Kree show back with Jude Law show back up to like try to kill all the scrolls and all the humans that are there to helping them. And there's a big fight. Eventually, Kara gets changes her costume from uh, green and blue to the uh, red, gold, and blue as her normal costume. Uh, they go up. There's a lot of fighting. She gets captured real quick. Talks to the Supreme Intelligence. Finally, has her moment of wait a second. I'm not Veers. I'm Carol Danvers. I hate this moment because it was. It should have been awesome, and it totally wasn't because it wasn't. I, this is my whole fix leads to this moment being awesome because it sucked and it should have been awesome. Carol finally comes in her own, beats the crap out of everybody. Ronan shows up to bomb the planet. Carol flies through all of his missiles and is like, "Bro, you even lift?" Breaks a whole ship next to him. Flies up to him and is like, get out of here. And he's like, I'm going to go out of here. Oh, no. Oh, oh crossbones. You did yeah, it. Oh, she... space crossbones. You oh, did it again. Space crossbones. Ronan leaves. Carol goes down to fight Jude Law. Hits him with one photon blast. And then that's basically it. And then he runs off with like a uh, with a, with his tail between his legs back to Kree, the homeworld of Kree, to tell the Supreme Intelligence that you better tell her that I'm coming. But we never actually see Carol do anything with the Supreme Intelligence. And the movie yeah. ends. Oh, and, she, and Carol then leaves with the scrolls in the 90s to help them get to a planet, which is why Carol was not around for the next 20-odd years. Well, that's our time, everybody. Wait. <laughs> 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 it's supposed to be concise! That was pretty concise! <laughs> Oh uh, no! Yeah, this is very. It was a very. That was very thorough. In a concise way, Dude, just, I, yeah, I wrapped just, up I'm two just, like two sentences. I'm just, that was two sentences. Three sentences. Three sentences. Yeah, three, act you're two. editing this right now, right? Yeah. Do I the, want you to put how many sentences? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm just clowning on you. Come on, come on. Mm. Mm. Put mm. your finger in me. Uh, <laughs> 
You said you'd do it. <laughs> right, I did. Uh, oh, no. Ah, gross. Um, this movie just doesn't have... It just is... Mi- it's missing that secret spice. It's missing that, that, like... It just doesn't have that kick. They they had ideas that they thought were going to be cool for this movie. And it they didn't gel. No. Because... At this point, we are deep into phase three. We are, this movie's coming out between some of the biggest events in cinema history. And like we've done origin stories now 15 odd times. This is another origin story. They, it seems like they felt they needed to do something different. And I, both, I believe that choice was poor. Yeah. Because in a year, two years later, we get Shang-Chi, which is... Straight down the plate, normal origin story, and that movie kicks all of the ass, and it's still fantastic. And it's airtight. Yes, it's fantastic. The movie holds water, and they just like we, you know, we got to do something different for Carol. We got to, we, we got to do it. Just we got to change the formula up a little bit. So they have this established character. They start Carol's story like deep into her, into her like act two. So like when we, it's a character, I actually would have rather seen the origin. Yes. Yeah. And, but like, we, we get that. We get that information, but like all told in flashbacks, all told in stuff, but like the flashbacks are not They're utilized. not impactful, and they don't... I, 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 I stand by what I said earlier. We just... We don't know... We don't really meet Carol in this movie. We don't like... We, we don't have the ability to connect with her because we don't know her. Yeah. And that's... And I feel like... she doesn't know. Like, no one knows Carol in this movie. That, yes, but if that's... If, if the thing is, is that, like, if you have a character who doesn't know themselves, you have... Like, that's a large... That has to go towards a large amount of your theming. It has to go lo- towards a large amount of your story structure in order to... We, like, we as an audience can learn who she is as she's learning who she is. But I... None of the scenes where she's, like, connecting with her past... Does anything really impactful happen? Yep. And then we get this sequence towards the end where she's with the super intelligence, and like there's all these, all she has all these memories of her standing up. And I'm like, what? This is the first time we're seeing these. A, B, like it, it's supposed to, like I just felt like, I felt like a, those moments in a vacuum were all well done. The problem that and the like Hersing with Jude Law at the end mm-hmm. are both. If you just kind of put a parenthesis around them, like are exactly where they need to be. Yes, nothing in the film up until those points earned those moments, and so they just don't satisfy. Not at all. Like I just feel like I ate. Like uh, I, I just feel like this this movie needed some protein, and we didn't get it. Just empty carbs. Yes, yes, and it's just I find it really frustrating because like. I think there's so much went right about this movie that like it just they just forgot to install the heart. Yeah, they really did. Uh, well, here's the other big problem about the movie. The movie takes place in the 90s. Yeah. Hey, Jay, do you remember the 90s? I do. I grew up in the 90s. Cool. So did I. Here's the thing, though. Carol didn't. She was gone. For all of the 90s. Yeah. But this movie was acting as if she has been there. And so the music choices that they were using in no way resonated with the character. Well, I think we also... Also, the music the, choices the, were not great. I think the music choices were fine. It was when they chose to make them diegetic or not was when it screwed up. Yes. They tried to pull a, a James Gunn Guardian stuff and it when didn't work. When they did like the Nirvana pull when it was like, oh no, Nirvana's like actually on the radio over there. I was like, 
Oh, no. She wouldn't... I mean, granted, like... She wouldn't know. Nevermind was relative... I mean, like... That's a, she was gone by that point. Yeah, all the music in this. She has no. She has no connection to all of the music in this movie, but and he, and music was trying to play I a could, really important part yeah, of it. And, and it just like, but she doesn't. She's and if anything, it should all be an '80s soundtrack because that's the music that she knows. Yes, she's been listening to you know some Cree's greatest hits, and those but, guys I mean, do not seem like good artists. I'm just some saying. Some of the non-diegetic choices, I'm fine with. Because like that's what would have been playing in the '90s, but it's like when it when they observe the music being played, and she's mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, I love this band." I'm like, "Do you? You never heard of them? You never heard of them? Like, come on! Like, you've been in space. You've been listening to Max Rebo, mm-hmm. who transcends all of time and existence, and he's a, he's, in, he's in every reality. Yep. Yeah, it's what happens when music finds the morphine grid. Max Rebo. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That and the Dave Matthews band, right, Lashy? Damn right. <laughs> it's morphin' time. Seventeen minute jam, jam. Morphin' time. Morphin' time. He wakes uh-huh. up in the morning. <laughs> He's a power ranger, Tyrannosaurus. His best friend's Triceratops. And Kim Bleach is a paradigm. Yeah, I wonder what Dave Matthews would look like as a Power Ranger. Which what color Power Ranger do you think Dave Matthews would be? Smoke. No, but like of the of the actual Rangers. Sure, you can make a gray ranger. There's no, there's no like, gray like, ranger. Could be. Yes, yes, there was. There was like a titanium ranger, and there was a gold ranger. Yeah, I just don't think you're taking this seriously. I ask you a serious question. I, and I'm saying that you are making up a color. I'm not asking you to make up a color of what we know. Okay, then I have the of answer. What we know okay. of the Power Rangers. Sure. What would Dave, Dave Ma- Matthews, which ranger would he be? He'd be that Green Ranger, baby. <laughs> oh, oh. Ganja. Play that little flute (laughs) (laughs) for 17 minutes. Trying to get the dragon sword. The dragon sword's like, can we just, can we finish? We're right right in the middle of this. We're we're jamming, man. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Every time I see the Green Ranger, hey, everybody, it's me, (laughs) Dave (laughs) Matthews. You guys want you guys want to go get some frozen yogurt? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about again? I think it's time we I I, I think it's time we fixed uh, yeah, Captain Marvel. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, we made it. Fix it. Okay, wait, wait, two quick things before we do. Yeah. Because I just looked at my notes. What do you think about uh, uh, Goose being the one that took out Fury's eye? What, uh, that's what did, fine. Okay. Everyone was, everyone, that's all everyone wants to talk about. And I'm like, who cares? I'm like, okay. I think it's fine. Okay. I think it's, I, I, I for one, given in the MCU, mm-hmm. the MCU that we have been given, mm-hmm. Nick Fury was going to have a stupid reason for losing his eye. Okay. That's how, like, that's just how it works in the MCU. Sure. If it was the comic, I would, I would maybe think it's a little stupid. But from oh, what, what, okay. what we get in the MCU, mm-hmm. I sometimes you have to embrace the silly a little bit to like really fully embrace the MCU sometimes. All right. 
Um, you didn't like that? I thought it was kind of dumb. Yeah. I thought I also thought it was I also thought it was dumb that they thought that they had to ju- he had to lose his eye in that movie. Yes, they should have just left it a mystery. They also did a really good job aging him down. Yes, like a really really good job. Yes, like yeah. it's looks he just looked like a younger version of himself. Yeah, it, like it didn't look like CG. It was like it was really good. And this was before deepfakes. Like this might like this the technology is being built for the deepfakes also, in like, this movie. He's Samuel Jackson has also taken very good care of yes, himself. Yes. So like I think it also like his genetic makeup definitely helped. Sure. You know, like he's, he's just, just he's still a very handsome guy. Yeah, he just yeah. just like, yeah, just, you know. Just also, good, he's also just, probably had a lot of work done. Who knows? You know, some people just age gracefully. Some like you, you look immortal. Thank you. It's almost disconcerting. <laughs> it's like <laughs> Sorry, not sorry, Jay. <laughs> um, okay. So, Fixing Captain Marvel. I'll go first. Jay go is going to go first. Okay. So uh, I actually like, like we said, like I actually liked a good amount of this movie. And so I, I am focusing on um, my biggest issues with this is that I, I'm mostly fixing the act one because A, I want a better origin story. And B, my fix is mostly going towards... And like thematically, the- like theming this movie towards who is Carol Danvers? Right. Who is this person? We're meeting her for the first time. You've got to introduce her better, um, especially if she's going to be a major player going forward. If she's our powerhouse, we need her. We need to understand her. Yeah. So, um, my movie starts very similarly with uh, our version of uh, Veers. Uh, on uh, the Kree planet... Hala. Hala. Hala! Oh, see, I, my, my brain immediately went bread. Hala bread. Um, uh, they're, on, they're on the planet Hala, and she is, um, she is in very early training of these of these like Kree special forces. Oh, so this and is like soon like months yes. after And so we're we're th- we are opening up on the day that she is getting her last blood transfusion. Okay. So this is very early on. Yeah. And so throughout this day and throughout like leading up to this blood transfusion, we are getting a little bit more of Cree, sure. the Cree society Empire, yeah, yeah. and what that looks like. Mm-hmm. And we're also we're getting a we're getting a Cree empire that is like very focused on perfection and very focused on precision and very focused on um like especially like the military group that she is in. Mm-hmm. Like it is all about it is all about like the, uh, achieving the goal at, at the, like the best way possible. It is very like straightforward. There is not a lot of emotion in these people, um, but they get stuff done. That's they, why the Korean yeah. empire has expanded the way that they do. Yeah. But we also, what we learn about like up into this blood transfusion is that, um, uh, Veers has been led to believe, uh, that, um, she is a part of a program of Cree bringing together like special forces groups from all different places mm-hmm. and trying to integrate them into Cree society to see how that will work and see if the Cree model of, of, uh, per, like I want to say perfection, uh, per, but, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The Cree model of, uh, of excellence. Okay. Will transfer to other, other races across the galaxy. Sure. And so we're led to believe she's, 
you know, people are thanking her for volunteering as like a human. Oh, okay. As like a, a human uh, to be a part of this program. And like, great. Like she's getting her blood transfusion. And then we learn about um, like she's being told that like, oh, like with these Cree blood transfusions, like, uh, you know, you're developing certain powers and things. But like we don't necessarily since we're taking all different like races across the galaxy. Mm-hmm. We don't know how the blood is going to affect people. And so like we learn about her photon powers oh, and how okay. um in order to like keep her like keep her safe and keep her healthy, like she has the monitor in the back. Um and so we're getting a good amount of this first act is her finally now that she has this last transfusion mm-hmm. and is moving into this special forces group, we're seeing a lot more training and we're seeing a lot more like her earning her stripes and sure. having to prove herself. That, that makes way more sense. Yeah. And we're seeing more of the creep, like basically, um, exemplifying like, uh, a quiet precision. Yeah. They're by the book. They're by the book. And so we, we basically like get a, a veers out of this that is extraordinarily by the book, not like, not like loudly spoken, mm-hmm. not like, but like speaks with purpose but very, but like very curtly, we sure. get a very curt, very put together. Like v- I think Veers ends up like she graduates first of her class. She's a she's a model <clears> candidate. <throat> like there is a reason that she is put under under Jude Law's command. Mm-hmm. Like they're the best of the best. Mm-hmm. She graduates, and we see that whole all of this sequence building up to her, and we see this uh, uh, graduation ceremony, and then we get the build up towards meeting uh, the. The um the supreme, supreme intelligence the supreme intelligence and we're built up to seeing um we're built basically built up like the whole concept of like everyone sees something different when they talk to the supreme intelligence mm-hmm. you're not really supposed to talk about like who you saw um and we get Veers go to the supreme intelligence when Veers goes to the supreme intelligence it's there's a little bit of a distorted feedback it does not go super great. Veers sees in the superintelligence Carol Danvers and is shaken so by she this. sees herself. She sees herself, but she sees her past self. Right. So she sees a Carol Danvers who is a risk taker, who is has kind of a foul mouth, mm-hmm. like doesn't really respond to authority that well. Flies by the like, seat of her pants. Yeah. Flies by the seat of her pants, but also like, but to the same degree, gets stuff done. But, uh, but we're, and we're also like all of the things that have been beaten out of Veers mm-hmm. and like all of the concept of like human emotion and like how like this thing on the back here is keeping you from killing all of your other, like all of your other, like mm-hmm. human emotion is, is going to overwhelm what you've been given from this like Kree gift. Oh, okay. And so, um, they have a little bit of a conversation, but there's cut short because the singularity doesn't really know what to do with her. Um, and so we we see, um, Veers going out on her first mission with, uh, with Jude Law and everything. Uh, they, now I wanted to tie in, if this movie's coming out when it's coming out, I yes. want, I want it to tie to the larger space, what we have going on in space a little bit more. Yeah. And also in the, since the proximity to this movie that I'm about to reference is pretty close, mm-hmm. I think this would actually be a really fun way to do this. Okay. Um, I like the idea of Ver, uh, Veers is going out on mission before the mission that goes with away with the scrolls and all of that and, mm-hmm. and 
takes down that road. Um, we see them get hailed by Novacor about Ravagers, and we see base we see basically the Cree like uh, deal hailing and dealing with, um, and eventually having to like fight, but kind of lose and tuck between her tail. And it's because, uh, something that Ver- like Veers does wrong and like kind of her humanity kind of creeps mm-hmm. in for a moment and pulls it back. But we d- have to, we deal with, uh, Yondu and a eight year old oh. star Lord. Yeah. Cause like he's like, he needs to be deal with cause like he's clearly trafficking children. And that's why like the other ravagers, normally we let the ravagers get a pass, but this guy doesn't get a pass. And so like we have a, a Veers versus Yondu fight. Oh, like some cool, like some fun, some fun guardian stuff. Mm-hmm. Eventually Yondu gets away and it's no big deal. Sure. Um, and so after, after that fight, uh, we get more of Jude Law and, and, uh, Brie Larson, and more of their relationship and more of him being like, you can't be like, like more. Of, we, we build up their relationship sure. a little bit more. Um, and then honestly, from there, we build to, we just build towards this. Like we find out about like this scroll thing. And then we kind of move into the movie that the rest of the movie that we get. You kind of move into the second act. Yeah. Yes. Um, the second act begins with her crashing into the, the blockbuster. Yes. Um, second act, she crashed into the blockbuster. But the relationship is different because we have, like, Veers as being her, like, straight-laced space cop mm-hmm. the entire time with Fury. And Fury's, you know, he's got, like, some snark to him. But, like, we know, like, you can write the comedy of that. You can write that relationship build. And, like, but we and we kind of know... Um, what's going on with them. But another thing I'm changing, the uh, experiments that the scroll were doing on Carol have kind of shorted out the chip, the chip. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of going in and out. So we're seeing moments where we're setting up a straight laced uh, veers with thing. But as they're going on, Mm -hmm. sometimes the thing is shorting out and Nick Fury is seeing things, seeing, her behave in ways that aren't really the character that he's met. The humanity comes through. Yeah. Um, and so like, we're getting to know, uh, we're getting to know both sides of this character. And Mm -hmm. I think these are both sides of the character that would be really fun to see. I like the idea of us eventually like getting to know Carol because like we're she's having to break out of the shell. Right. Rather than, you know, it just, it's a little bit more structured. Sure. Um, and then we get to, uh, when we get to, uh, Monica's, um, yo, Carol's just gay in mine. She's just gay. Like just, just, just make her and Maria a thing. It makes, it makes it way more interesting when Monica finally gets powers. Yes. And and it's like kind of like there's some mommy issues banging around there, but they're also still the same age in this movie coming up. They are. You know what I'm saying? So like that's fascinating to me. Yeah. Like I just make them a couple Mm -hmm. because I I think it's that scene of her. She was like, you disappeared. Like that's so much more impactful if they're a couple. Yeah. It's just, it's just better. Um, And then eventually we get to the point where, um, She's captured and put back into the Supreme Intelligence again. Right. And 
Um, you know, but but also I think Maria could also help us know more about Carol Danvers and who this is because we could see more flashbacks with them as a couple. Yes, and it would make more sense because yes. then we could just go into those scenes of actually not just like not her panning around a room and but seeing herself. But it also like, plays to like a. But also there. But they also they have been gay in the military, so there's also the aspect of having to hide your true the self. 80s. Because She's, it wasn't cool yet. There's an aspect yes. of like we've we've ha- we've oh, you Carol okay. Carol you have hidden who you are before. Oh yeah. Like you, they, I don't know what you're like what this is or what you're doing, and so we can get that aspect of um I and once she gets put into the supreme intelligence, yeah, it's Carol who convinces who convinces Vers Veers to like. It's she convinces herself right. to embrace what she, she was like. She teaches herself what actually happened and what actually like because I I like the idea like we can keep it the same as it is like I think Marvel as a science like that that perfectly works sure. that's fine yeah um but at the end of the day it is it's not the Cree blood in her mm-hmm. the Cree the Cree like like enhanced her definitely. But it is her humanity and her like her control over her like her emotional life is what gives her the ability to truly embrace the gift that she was given. So this with the supreme intelligence kind of being antagonistic in her Carol form, it's Veers's ability to see her past self in there and embrace embrace the supreme uh, under- intelligence. As care as her old self. Well, that's why that's why the supreme intelligence kind of freaked out when she first went. Right, because like it, there's something clearly something going on that like she is able to like influence the supreme mm-hmm. intelligence, and so like manifesting her other self. But I think, but I don't like I don't. Once we get out of this movie and mm-hmm. we get Captain Marvel going forward, right? I like the idea that there's kind of this dichotomy inside of her. That's kind of like I don't think Veers completely goes away. Oh, I think I think once um, I think there's like an aspect of I like it that we get pure Carol Danvers Mm -hmm. when she's Nova. Does that make any sense? When she goes uh, or uh, Nebula. (laughs) What's it called? Uh, Binary. Binary. There we go. Like, I like the idea that like when she has fully embraced her powers, Mm -hmm. that's when we really see Carol. And so like we see like we get we get a little more straight laced when she's dealing with the Avengers and stuff. Mm -hmm. But she's slowly trying to break out of that shell a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so that also gives us a little bit more of a power limiter on her to some degree that's almost self-inflicted. Oh, she was like, I think I can fully embrace these powers, but also like she's got this like stuff banging around. Like I don't want, I also don't want to hurt anybody. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's kind of like my like overall fix. I think because I, I think like the second and third act like kind of are fine. Sure. Yeah. I mean, mo- there a lot of those. They're kind of mostly the same. Subverting the too. expectations of scroll like the scroll and Korea are actually kind of fun. I just want to know more about the Korea Empire. Yes. Like there, yeah. that's like I want to get her origin story to some degree, and I feel like you can do it in a wonky timeline if you earn it. Yeah, it's but it's really got to be scripted and, and really paced out properly. Yeah, and the, the the final product of the movie that we saw was not all that paced out properly when it came yeah. to, or even just because the flashbacks were all just kind of passive. Yeah, there's no real dialogue in them. Carol doesn't 
Carol's been talking to them, really. Yeah. It's just she sees things from her past, like she crashed and then she got brushed back at a pitch. There's no talking. There's no. But also, like, scenes, if she goes into the Supreme Intelligence images. and sees Carol as opposed to seeing Marvell, mm-hmm. like, them playing Nirvana during that, and she's like, yeah, she's like, this new grunge stuff, they don't follow any of the rules. I kind of, like, we, we missed all of this. I kind of love this stuff. It's pretty good. Like, that, would that make makes more, more sense. sense. That makes a lot more sense. And then, like, we get, like, we get this, like, we have, it may not be, like, it's not a perfect Carol Danvers from, like, a comic book or whatever, but, sure. like, but I think it's unique enough in the MCU, and it's something we can wrap our heads around. Mm-hmm. And it's actually a choice, you know, rather than just having Brie Larson show up and put on a suit. Yep. Not her fault. It's not her fault Really at all. not her fault at all. Nope. She's done well ever since. Yeah. And I can't wait to see the Marvels and hopefully like Carol's she was she, she she was she did a decent job in the new Fast and the Furious as well. She did. But again, not her ha- fault. Not her fault. She was having fun. It's all she That was little blue doing. suit she was wearing was great. It looked great. Why was she there? Nobody knows. I really I'm going to be honest with you. I really think it's because they couldn't get uh they really Kurt just Russell? couldn't get Kurt Russell on the schedule. I really think that's it. Maybe. Maybe just wanted somebody a little younger who could, you know, run around and do stuff. We have enough people in that franchise to run around and do stuff. Oh my God, there's so many people to run around and do stuff. Oh, there's a lot of people running around. Jack. Oh my good God, there's so or just many driving people. around, just driving around doing stuff. Yeah. Anyways, that's my fix. Good fix. Yeah, it's not good bad. Fix. It's pretty by the books, but. Well, yeah, but we get to know Carol more, which is that's the only thing this movie really needed to do. Mm-hmm. Just show us Carol, because she's supposed to be important. Because she's supposed to be important, and wow, we need it, like... And then, she's supposed... Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Not to diverge too far from, you know, the the path that we're on here to get to my fix, but Infinity War happens, everyone's devastated. Oh my god, we lost? And everyone's basically, uh, what? Oh, but we... We need something to believe in. Fury has an ace up up his sleeve, there's Captain Marvel. Okay, who... But but who that? Great. Her movie is... Okay, well... Oh, she just, oh, well, if she's still around, I mean, we know she probably is because like, okay, great. She's, this is going to change the game. Guess who's really not an end game? Yeah. What? Yeah. No. Why is she not? But she, she really but so she only shows up in the last, but Thor is a freaking God. Yeah. Yeah, I know. You can handle Thor, but you can't handle Carol. I know. It's stupid. I will say this. Another thing that needs to go into my fix, and I, I don't think I remedied it, uh, and it's one thing that really bothered me about the movie. What about Carol's personality earned her earned her the flight name Avenger? Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't just get those names. No, you don't. Like... You know what? And I love... And I love that it, that's why they're called the Avengers. Yeah. I think that's great. Mm-hmm. But what about Carol earned that title? That... You know what? I'm going to take your baton. I'm going to work that into my fix. Okay, great. Live, as I do it right now. I just had that thought right That's, now. It's yeah, like, oh, yeah, that, right. that needs to yeah, be you a You don't big make your deal. own call signs. Yeah, you don't you, get, yeah. Pe- people give them to you. Uh-huh. And usually it's it's a slight. <laughs> in, yeah. re- in real life, it's a slight. <laughs> They're digging you a little bit. So, okay. I'm going to work that in. Cool. Okay. Hit me. So, here's how my movie starts. Okay. Right in the middle of a dogfight. Oh, all right. We are basically, like, we're kind of at a Top Gun situation. Hell yeah. 
Carol's in one plane, Maria's in another, they're in a training dogfight, and we get a sense of Carol's flying skills. Yeah. And if we're going to add this Avenger thing in, we can see her being pretty aggressive. Yeah. Like, she, I, I have her kind of like a little bit like Maverick. Like, she she plays by the rules, but she knows how to bend them, and she knows how to like, and she's just really freaking talented. Yeah. And so like, and we can just see someone like, you know, she wants to have hands. Ooh. Oh, you think I, you got me a missile lock? Oh, hell no. Pop the brake. Oh, you're saying you're so fucking dead. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, easy there, Avenger. Well, of course, that wouldn't be like, that can be coming later on. But like, that can, but like, you can see the tendencies show up right here in the first scene. So we get a sense of Carol and Maria's relationship as, you know, they're wing women. And we can see Carol flying because she's a pilot in the Air Force. Um, so Carol and Maria win their, their training situation. But Carol's jet um, has an issue. And before they get back to base... It, it crashes. Carol, of course, Carol's going to survive. But as when she when she hits, we're going to get our first flashback. Okay. And because we're, we're going to have some of the, the 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 dialogue kind of bleed into you know something Maria's saying over the comms as she hits is something that her mom said back in the day, gotcha. stuff like that. But this is going to be uh, when Carol was a kid racing. Yes. So, but we're going to have this actually be a whole scene. Okay. Of Carol winning to race with the boys. The boys being like girls don't, and this is the seventies, right? Yeah. Because if age age wise, no, she would you. be a kid in the seventies. Boys don't want to race with a girl. Get out of here. You're yeah. this is because we never really got that in the movie. Kick rocks. Yeah. Well, but also because yeah, those flashbacks while she's in the Supreme Intelligence are awesome. They just aren't earned. Yeah. So we're gonna see the full scene here of like Carol being like, no, no, I belong here. I'm gonna race with you boys, and not yeah. only that, I'm gonna beat you. So like we see the race, we see her lose control, we see her crash. But she's got the needs for speed. So she, but she crashes, and but we just see her crash. And as you know, but then that cuts back to when she hits in, in the racetrack. She hits back to the the present, and gotcha. she wakes up in the hospital. And, oh. and Marie is there, like, okay, so um, here's what happens. Uh, you were, you know, playing something, but we're gonna we're gonna investigate what happened because something something was wrong with your jet, and that doesn't make any sense. And that's when uh, Doctor Lawson shows up. I was like, hey. Um, while the investigation's going on, you're not cleared to fly, but I went, would like you to have be in my program, the Pegasus Project, because I think you're the type of pilot that could really help us out because we're working on something special. Yeah. Maria is a little miffed. That she didn't get picked. Yep. Because she's also a really good pilot. Yeah. And she kind of was also one of that position, but she can still fly and Carol can't. So, you know, for the moment while they're investigating what the heck was going on, so they're going to, so they're picking Carol or Lawson's picking Carol. So, uh, as Carol recovers, uh, we're introduced to the project. So that basically, as she's recovering from, you know, maybe like a sprained wrist or something like that, she's going, we see the project. We see more of Project Pegasus. Yeah. Of, hey, here's this engine. Here's this ship. What's going on? We don't see the Tesseract. We just know there's like a special power source. We just know something's in the something's in this, uh, this engine. So we get to see the people who are working on this project. Oh, and also, hey, hi, Jude Law. You being a sexy scientist guy who's working on Dr. Lawson. Man, you're so attractive and smart, and you're helping out and Wee. doing things. It's so cool. So oh, Dumbledore. <laughs> so uh, everything's set up. They're going to test this, this new engine the, tomorrow. In, in They're going to test it, like, in the in one of those, like, you know, those airspeed tunnels or whatever to th- see the thing before they strap it on a, a ship. Yeah. To, okay. So they're going to test it next day. So that night, uh, Carol and Maria uh, go out. Uh, to a bar and try to like work things out a little bit because you know they're you know it's like oh, I'm just I'm just miffed I wanted the thing it's like I'm sorry I didn't I didn't know I was up for it I did, you know I didn't want to take it from you whatever but while they're they're at the bar we're gonna, we're gonna see now this scene of Carol and Maria at a bar and Carol works really hard both of them like they work hard they're very good at what they do but they also party hard yeah. as well 
And they also don't take crap from jackasses at the bar, yeah. as we're going to see uh, Carol, like, you know, some guy gets a little too handsy and a little, doesn't take no for an answer, and Carol's like, uh, excuse me, no, and then, like, puts this guy on the floor. Yeah. Because, like, she does not handle, she does not, uh, doesn't suffer fools. So the next day, uh, they're at the end, they're testing the engine in the, you know, they're just about to test the engine in the, the wind tunnel in the Uber thing or whatever. They get all the cool stats and science things that they want, the, the analytics they want from it. And just as things are about to happen, uh, and you know, Dr. Lawson's working on a thing, uh, Carol's kind of close behind her, um, Dr. Lawson gets shot through the back, and the shot hits the engine. Shot through the back! And Carol turns to see who it was, and because it was like, that wasn't a gunshot, it was like an energy blast. Uh, and Carol spins to look, and she sees Jude Law wrestling with somebody who all of a sudden changes shape into like a green elf type thing uh, with the gun. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. And just as Carol's about to get shot, the engine behind her blows. And we get the shot of, which we know now is the Tesseract, but we don't know, I mean, we know because we saw the movie, but like the Tesseract and the thing gets ignited. The blast goes through Marvell and goes into Carol. Oh, which is a little bit closer to the comics yeah. instead of just getting just getting no, a straight no, shot. No, no. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So just a little bit. I mean, could still be most of the Tesseract, but it could also be a little bit of Marvel. Yeah. Um. So Carol gets you know, and you know, the, you know, it can Doctor Manhattan in a little bit like they kind of did in the movie of her, you know, skin glowing and the the veins and like you see like something clearly happened to her. Yeah. And then she just like, wham, just like ragdolls in, into the wall, like, but and she's out flashback and this is um again um this is the scene that they have at the end of the, the actual movie this is actually on the beach as oh. a kid this is that little beach scene where yes, she just yes, 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 which yes. i'm assuming was in the movie but they cut because it seemed like she probably was like building a sandcastle at some point it was barely in it yeah, yeah she's it like she's, really in the trailer though yeah yeah yeah, she's just she's just like on the beach laying down, then stands up. It felt up. like they shot those sequences for the trailer, honestly. Yeah, it could possibly have they, been they it. felt like they were a little because they really leaned into it into really, the trailer. They were a little ham fisted in the movie, though. But it was a good trailer. It was a very good trailer. But we're gonna see the scene now. Carol building a castle. She likes building things. She likes to like because kind of like the engine thing. She likes to be a part of stuff. Yeah. And then a couple of bullets show up. They, you know, they they mess up her thing and they knock her down. And we see Carol hit the sand really hard. Back to the present. So you guys kind of see where I'm going with this. <laughs> so, but it's like, it's, it's, it's Jude Law she being like. She gets knocked down, but she's going to get up again. Maybe. <laughs> so Jude Law's over here, but like, Carol, Carol, we got to wake up. We got to get out of here. We got to get out. And so he's like, the scrolls have invaded. The scrolls have invaded. And she is like, wait, excuse me, what? So they're trying to get out of the building, but things are kind of going wrong. Things are exploding like that. And then she sees another scientist. Like, come at her being like, oh, I've been wounded, oh no, but I, and I can't hold my form. Oh, man. Oh, man. So he turns into a scroll right in front of Carol, and she kind of freaks, and all of a sudden just whoop and knocks Jude Law and this scroll away from her. And she's like, oh my God, I just killed them. What the hell did I just. I oh, go, man, oh, why'd you bubble me so <laughs> deep, man? So Carol, Carol thinking that she's killed both of them, runs for her life. Okay. Okay. Uh, she, and eventually she, she's able, she's a military person. She knows what she's doing. She's good under pressure. So she finds her way out. Um, she gets to Maria's house. 
Oh. She finds a way to, you know, we cut. To, Cutting right to it. Yeah, no, we, I like yeah. it. Ah, she runs away. We cut just kind of see, yeah, cool. we just see her, like, leave a door and then, you know, cut to yeah, Maria's man. house sometime a little bit later. So we get to Maria's house and we see a younger Monica and, and who, um, Carol doesn't know who else to trust at this moment. So she's like, I just I needed to, I don't know what's going on with me. And you're the, you're my best friend. So like, uh, yeah. uh, something's up. I don't know. Um, Monica is like, you have, you have powers. Um, what can you show them to me? And so the next morning we're going to have a little training montage Oh boy! with, 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 uh, with Carol trying to figure out what the heck's going on. Of course, scared that she would hurt uh, Maria and Monica, but Monica, she's a, she's a kid. She's into this. Oh, so yeah. Monica's the one being like, okay, so Uncle what Car- can you do? Yeah. yeah Uncle Carol Carol's- can do what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Aunt, Aunt Carol. Yeah. Uncle Carol, which is so like, you know, they're like trying things and she's like, okay, uh, trying to figure out how to do the blasts and that's not working. And then she's like trying to jump. I was like, okay. And I did, but I did a thing. And like, so she's trying to, we get a little bit of a training montage yeah. and everyone loves because a training an montage. And there's always a training montage. It's also a Marvel movie and there's yeah. a training montage. No one's ever mad. I'm not saying I'm upset about so it. So this is, uh, Carol's kind of learned some stuff. She's, okay. She's got a rudimentary understanding of what's going on. She kind of got a little bit of the pew pews with her hand. She's, she's, it's not as easy as you think it would be but like it doesn't always work but it seems but like she's like blown up hay bales or like she can like whoa okay that was way powerful yeah. monica back up you don't want i don't want to hurt anyone ah! but towards the end of the, the training montage that is when fury and colson show up with shield uh, okay. so shield shows up and carol tries to explain what happens or happened to fury and colson but of course, there are main character, you know, they're characters that we know, so they're a little bit more sympathetic. But the director, who's also there, is not sympathetic at all, and he orders Carol to be arrested and taken to a shield base. Ugh. So Carol goes to a shield base with uh, Fury and Coulson and this director guy. It's, it's the same, and it's the same people from the, the actual movie. So at this point, is a lot of the same story beats of the second act happen here. Okay, they go to the shield base. There's that scroll body there. The director is not uh, not initially outed. As a scroll, I don't know why they, he did. They didn't need to show that part of the scene. Like he just like he just goes up to the body, like, oh, don't worry, brother, you'll, you'll be avenged. Like, why would you? There's there was no need. There was no need to show that yet because it, yeah, he could yeah right good. Yeah. <laughs> why would he do that? There yeah. was no need for that reveal yet. But most of the scene, most of Act Two, basically happens the same for this next so, little. That's bit. my least favorite line reading all of Marvel. Which when uh what's his name whispers into that he because he doesn't whisper he just like leans up and in the ear oh in the, like, in the elevator when what's uh oh uh, Gary Shandling Gary Shandling because <laughs> yeah, he doesn't whisper it at all <laughs> no, he literally <laughs> just goes <laughs> and it's like everyone heard you bro everyone heard you the like come on you can't whisper honestly don't now that Actually, I'm looking yeah. at you I don't want you. To, don't get close to me. Yeah. I'm good. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey now. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so a lot of the same stuff happens at the, at the the shield base that happens in the normal movie, but we don't out the director as a scroll. Um, but she does said like, "Hey, Jude Law told me that you know I, who I think I might have accidentally killed um, told me that the scrolls were invading." So like, okay, so now Shield is hip to some type of shape shifting alien may have invaded the er- Earth and can hip to be scrolls. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so they're like, okay, great. But then this director, you know, does the same, does a little thing of like, okay, well, I think Colson and Fury are probably scrolls because they, they learn, they, they start learning about stuff and like, oh, okay. And then they got to go. Yeah. And the director's like, 
get them. And they're like, they're probably they're probably the bad yeah. guys because they they kind of like maybe sniffed that the director might have been a bad guy. Uh huh. So, um, Fury Coulson is staying in the movie. We got Coulson in the movie. We're keeping Coulson in the movie. Yeah. Uh, and Matt uh, and uh, Carol all go to Doctor uh, Laura, Laura uh, the doctor's place. Lawson, Dr. Lawson's house. Sure. To get more information about what's going on, this is where we meet Goose. Goose is now along for the ride. The Florkin is now there for the rest of the movie. Okay. Also, Jude Law shows up. Not dead. <gasps> oh my god, what's going on? Why are you here? More information. I'm actually Cree. Lord Dump. Here's the scrolls have invaded. I'm actually gonna call my people. They're gonna help with this situation. I see. Beep boop boop boop. Hey Ronan. What's up? What's up, Boo? What are you doing? Yeah. The scrolls are on Earth. We're gonna need your help. No problem. I'm on, I'm on my work. I'm, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm so angry. If anyone saw their hollow conversation, they'd be like, "That guy's evil, right? Like he's the evilest." That guy's got some problems, some issues. He's what trying is that to deal hammer with? even for? It's too big for most things, but not big enough to like really do anything. I guess. Yeah. So Shield sh- eventually shows up. And with the director, and they attack the group. Carol, who's still getting used to his po- her powers, like she almost flies for a hot second. Okay, but then she gets knocked out of the air with an energy blast. Um, she and- gets knocked down with an electric blast. And then we have another flashback. Oh, this time with her at the Air Force Academy doing the ropes course. Uh, okay, which was again in that little montage at the end of the movie. But this time again. A whole scene of the ropes course before she falls. And like what? Yeah. Why that's important. Why it was important. But she wakes up. She she wakes back up like with Coulson and Fury like over her like, hey, um, we need like, oh, no. With she wakes up with Fury and Coulson over her um, in a different location. She's like, "Um, wait, what, what happened? Because the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. is right there. And then like, wait, what? And that's when the reveal happens of actually... I'm a scroll, and gotcha. here's what's really going on. They just called the Creamp. Uh, we're trying to. We're, they're, they're trying to. Ex- this whole plan. Yes, they're trying to, to to exterminate us. And Doctor Lawson was just trying to help us to get away from them. We were actually they're helping the project. Jude Law, because then the we see the, we see a little flashback of the actual scene again. Yeah, and you can see it's Jude Law the was the one with the gun. Who, and the scroll was trying to stop yes. him from shooting yes, her. Yes, 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 yes. So now we have the twist from the actual movie. And then like, okay, so here's what's really going on. Okay, so there's a ship full of scrolls that's cloaked, but it's on, it's on the planet. It's not in orbit. It's on the planet. We got to get the, 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 the engine back from the thing. There was this cool, there was like, there was like an alien thing that was in the, in, in Fury goes, the Tesseract? That's top secret. And he was like, is that, what, is that what you guys are calling it? Yes. It, it, that's, it fits the description of what was in the thing. We were using that as a power source for the engine to get us on the ship to get us the heck out of here and away from the Kree. Okay, great. Well, it's just us now. So the, the normal crew from the normal movie goes to help, uh, but with Coulson this time. Okay. Goes to try to go to the cloak ship to get the Kree off the planet before Ronan and the Kree show up. Yeah. A lot of the same stuff happens here. Uh, with Carol, fi- everyone fighting. At this point, I think, you know, uh, no, at this point, um, Carol uh, does not have her outfit yet. Oh, yeah. Um, but she, uh, everyone, you know, but it fails. Like it does in the movie. Like they do really well. They meet the, they meet the other scrolls. Everything's great. But then the bad guys show up. Ronan shows up in orbit. And like everyone gets knocked out. And it's like, oh, no, they're going to kill everybody. Carol gets put into the supreme intelligence. 
okay. for the first time. Ah. And now we get a lore dump, a little bit of what the Supreme Intelligence is. What is the Supreme Intelligence? What's going on? I'm in charge of the Kree Empire. Like, everything's by my design, and this we, the scrolls are a, an abomination to design and order. They must be purged. They must be purged, and if you help them, we're going to purge your planet, too. Oh, boy. So, while this is going on, um, yeah, while, you know, while Carol's in trapped with the Supreme Intelligence, um, a lot of the same stuff happens that, you know, like, through gumption and, and florgans and shape-changing, our normal characters basically get out of the, the situation they were in with the Kree. Yeah. Um, and I'm just going to go along with, with their B-plot here a little bit. So they get back to a ship to... Um, they find a fighter craft. The mm-hmm. ship has a couple fighter craft. So, like, hey, Maria, can ah. you fly this... And we have, maybe we have Talos help her. Yeah, because why do their shuttles have guns? <laughs> so, why do their shuttles have guns? So, every, they're going fig- to fly the ship and um, to fly the ship to orbit to get out of here. And, but we need help because Ronan's ship in orbit is there. Maria, can you fly this ship to help us achieve orbit? So, she's like, sure. So, now we're going to get an opportunity to uh, see Maria dogfight. In an alien ship. Oh, uh, fun. With Talos as her, as her like, uh, wingman yeah. helping out. Like, because um, I know there's all this stuff is like, here, here I, know, I know there's like, I can uh, translate everything for you. Blah, 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 blah. It's like, great. I, but, you know, flying is flying. I just got it. Boop, boop, boop. Yeah. The same basis premise. Doesn't matter where you are, on the, you know, in the universe. It's the same basis premise. So she's flying. She's doing cool stuff. She helps get the ship to orbit. Meanwhile, um, Carol is in the, like a Kree ship um, with the Supreme Intelligence. This is the important part. This is this is this is every the, everything this movie's been working uh, been leading to this. Basically, the supreme intelligence is trying to cut Carol down because the supreme intelligence can realize like, oh, you are could be very well could be an asset for us because yes. that was you should be working for us. I'm gonna nag you until you decide to be my girlfriend. <laughs> I mean, kind of, yeah. <laughs> so the supreme intelligence is nagging Carol and just like and is just like beating her down mentally because they're in a her in their mental health space. But it's like she'll, she's like showing her like you know through the lore dumps through the you know just by throw, showing her her own history like what what do you even do like why are you even doing this why are yeah. you even standing why just standing up why are you even fighting for these people because they don't even these people don't even want you like there's no reason for you to, to fight for them um, and you know and they could be fighting of course they should actually there should be actual like fighting going on like, I mean it's also a good enough point yeah. And there could also be a beam struggle. There was no beam struggle in this movie. She shot a beam at Carol, but there was no beam struggle. And I think a beam struggle is a better metaphor for, you know, losing the will to fight instead of just getting hit with a beam. So there's a little bit of a beam struggle. Carol will eventually lose. And again, she gets knocked down. And so at this point, this is the most important thing. Uh, This is when Carol finally uh, gets it. She's on the ground. Supreme Intelligence is over her, and it's like, you know, just negging her and saying, like, you always just get knocked down. Why do you even do this? There's no reason. You should stop fighting. There's no reason to do this anymore. We cut to Carol. You finally see Carol, but like, it flashes in her eyes, like, no, I know who Carol Danvers is. I know what's going on now. Okay. I finally get the, I get the sense of what's going on. We cut to uh, uh, outside, you know, in, we, IRL, right? She's yeah. strapped down to the Supreme Intelligence, whatever. At this point, the music starts to just softly play in the background, you know, because of, like, the hero theme. Not a 90s theme song. We actually have a really cool hero theme for Captain Marvel. 
That starts a lot of horns. She needs her own. Cool. She needs, needs a, really dance, needs a, a She needs a cool theme song. It starts softly playing in the background. And but we're not looking at Carol. The camera is on all the crew around her. Cause they and we see like lights start playing off their face because they know something's up. Huh. This is all gonna be reaction shots for a little bit. Okay. Back in uh VR, Carol has a little does a small monologue, but we see like I know who I am, and we see the flashbacks that we've established throughout the whole okay. movie, right? And at this point, we're going to see, it's going to be like one continuous shot, but like through time of her, you know, crashed at the, at the, 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 the racers at the beach. Um, maybe we, we can even like throw in the baseball thing, even though, cause you can't get a general sense, but like, sure. you see her standing up. Yeah. Right. But it's all like, it's, it's not, it's increments. not, it's, it's, yeah, it's all increments uh, as of one fluid motion of all the iterations of Carol. What does Carol Danvers do? Yeah. Carol Danvers gets knocked down a lot. This world isn't really built for her but she stands up yes and the final moment of that little montage is present day vr carol in the supreme intelligence standing up and while this is cutting on the music's uh, you know rising of course the guys the cree around them in real life we still we're again just reaction shots no carol the lights playing off their face but we see their eye line go from down to up and they're getting really worried. Again, we do not see Carol. It's just them. And then Carol beam struggles and just wipes the floor with the supreme intelligence. Oh, shit. Okay. And that's when she busts out and we see the, the wider shot of Carol go full binary, hovering above everybody just. And the, that's when the crescendo. And then the, the music crescendos. Boom. And they get Body. Am I the only one that actually hated that she was wearing the little mohawk hat for during the binary stuff? It was a look she had in the comics for a little while. No, no, I, I'm not saying but, it wasn't. But for me, it was like I want to see her hair everywhere. I mean, yeah, that could. I mean, that's you want to see a little superstar. You want to see it like you. Yeah, be really cool. Um, so Carol kicks all the ass. She breaks through of all the people. She beats the, the Kree stuff. Jude Law's like, I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is when uh, we have, like, we can, we can kick in some 90s music now if we want to of her beating down everybody. But then she leaves the ship. And that is when uh, Ronan shows up. Huh. And Ronan and Carol fight. Because Ronan didn't really fight in Guardians. Yeah. So Ronan and Carol are going to fight. Okay. And it's pretty good yeah i bet because it's like decently even yeah so uh it seems like but like carol's like kind of has the edge and she's about to win and kill ronin but she gets a you know over comms or something like that like uh we're in orbit carol we need help there's too many of them and so we gotta go carol just smirks because she's she can feel it now yeah and just Boom, flies. And we see the pure and utter joy on Carol's face as she just rockets to orbit because she loves to fly. Yeah. And now she's flying. Yeah, it was her muscle memory. And so now (laughs) we see Carol and Maria dogfight in space like they did at the beginning of the movie, but this time in an alien ship and Carol's just doing her own thing. She's flying herself, taking out all these Kree fighters. And Ronan's like licking his wounds. It's like, rah, I don't want to get out of here. This sucks. And so he and Jude Law get in the ship and like they fly off. And before they, they get back to their ship, as Carol takes out another one of Ronan's ships, she says, the only reason I'm letting you leave 
it's because you need to tell the Supreme Intelligence that I'm coming for her. Yeah. And it's the only reason why you're living. I'll see you soon. And then heads back to Earth. Yeah. Rounds everybody up. Hey, group hug. That was awesome. That's so yeah, cool. Yeah, we're all I got a Flurgan now. Great. Um, so Carol, basically the rest of the movie kind of plays out the same. Um, we can we can even have like um, are we at the end? Yeah, we're at the end. Oh, it plays okay. out the same now. You know, oh, okay. She leaves with the, with the scrolls. Maria is not happy. It's like you, you're leaving. Why would you? After all, just happened. Like they need yeah. they need help, and they, I, they the, the Kree are out there. Yeah, I'll be back. I'll be back real soon. I mean, I can fly in space, Maria. I'll be I'll be back. I'll be back. How long is it going to take him to get to a planet and, you know, set him up and come back? Had the t- I just had the power that Tesseract up. Uh, it was straight fueling, to the dome, yeah. Fu- fueling my cell regeneration. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Fury and Coulson get the idea for the Avengers Initiative. Yep. And that's... But here's the thing. Carol does not give Fury a pager. Because this movie takes place... This movie comes out before Guardians. Yeah. So, no pager in this movie. There's no mid-credits scene either. I had to come up with one. But Captain oh. Marvel 2 takes place after uh, Ultron, and that is Carol going to the Kree homeworld and wrecking shop against the Kree itself. Well, okay. That would be Captain Marvel 2. Hell yeah. At that point, she can come back and be like, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, it's been a lot longer than... Yeah. Yeah. So like, very this selfish. Is, yeah. It's a lot more complicated up there than I realized, and I'm really sorry. And there are actual things afoot up there that I am actually trying to help about. It's very confusing. I'm very yeah. sorry. Um, but, like, um, it, there could be some other type of communication device that she's like, if you ever have a problem, yeah, call me, and I'll be back as soon as I can. Love it. Okay, great. Bye. Stuff I'm in, I got too I got too involved in too many things and Maria oh boy it's still like and she didn't even talk to Maria so like that whole thing with uh, Monica being like uh, excuse me Uncle Carol <laughs> where have you been you said you would be right back and you're gone um the hell yeah so that is my Captain Marvel it's fix. a hell of a fix man that's it, great I really wanted Carol's moment to be awesome yes it should have been one of the greatest things. We've seen in a while. Yeah. And it just, it just, it just wasn't. It just wasn't. It just wasn't. But all, like the Jude Law stuff worked, but again, just didn't, the, the progress of the film just did not earn it. But that's great, man. Good job. Thanks, dude. I think we did it. We did do it. I think we fixed it. Look yeah. at that. Us doing the general conceit of the show. General conceit. Hello. Yep. General, general, general conceit. intelligence. Hello. General. Thank you guys so much for listening this week. Uh, we, we love making this show, and we're so glad you love listening to it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you wouldn't mind, if you're listening to this on anywhere you find uh, your podcatchers, um, if you wouldn't mind, just leaving us a quick review, a little five stars. I read them. They make me happy. So if you want something, to, if you want to give me something to do while I'm taking care of our baby, just you know, leave <laughs> please come a little words would be great. All right? A coward doesn't have to be a whole paragraph. All right, yeah, maybe a whole paragraph. Or okay, get froggy. I don't care. Uh, Also, hey, if you're watching this on YouTube, you know what to do: like, subscribe, hit that bell, do that YouTube that you do so well. Um, yeah, you know how to be a good steward to the content you like. But uh, (laughs) that's it for us today. And as we end every single one of these episodes, heartbreak feels good. In a place like this. It's the photon blast that you didn't see coming. Ugh. Boom. What, what can you do? Boom. You can do that.
you could just you didn't have to ruin it the jukebox. Okay. Yeah, you just you, you know, just, you know just, how expensive jukebox are. You could just shown me. Like, you could have just to, you didn't have to destroy anything. Could have gone out back and just shot at cans. Like it's like thousands of dollars of property. You could just like made your hand glow. That would be cool. That's cool too. Yeah. Like neat. Maybe a little finger. Pew. Pew pew. And uh, what are you gonna do with that finger? If you need it, it's going in you. We'll see you guys next week. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Hey, Peaches. Welcome to... Oh, you... What? What? Oh, you're making making weird sounds. I was I? I don't know. Oh, okay. Probably not. Phantom sounds. Hey, Peaches. Welcome to Preview. Nope.